1: We're here. Hey. It's season two. Season two. Hello? Hello. Can oh, you God. believe Latte. it? It's season two. I, Dave, I'm just I just feel so blessed to be in a position where we get picked up for another season. Hey, I'm I'm
0: glad the sponsors came through. Yeah. You know? And
1: our, our props to our partners at Google and, and Apple. Yeah. For uh, picking us up for another, they want another we 12,
0: Dave. We couldn't do this without you.
1: <laughs> so. Seriously, so we're here, and this is a new feature we have. Hey. We're gonna try some video podca- some video elements to this yeah. podcast.
0: So, at you first, you know, it's pre recorded for those of you that are watching now, but at some point, hopefully, you'll even you be able to watch live. Yeah, yeah. What and do you then, think about that. And, and who knows?
1: Be, maybe some interactive features. Hey, as we mm-hmm. go. Maybe you can click for a different camera angle. Oh. I don't I don't know what God has in store. Yeah. You know? Sky's, <laughs> sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. So uh, this is Sehan Shin. Hello, hello. He's
0: our first guest. First guest of season two. How does it feel? Feels great. Thank you for having me. Hey we wouldn't wanna <laughs> we wouldn't wanna kick off this season with anybody else. Oh, no.
1: Nope. Nope. This is this has been weeks in the making. Yeah. You know what? This has been years in the making. It's been decades. Yeah. Like, our whole
0: lives have led us to this, to this, moment, moment, this right moment right here. Right Think here. of the winding path that you've been on. Mm-hmm. Internally, externally, mm-hmm. relationally. All the decisions you've made. Career-wise. Living it, situations. And for me, I mean, you know, family. Really, It really goes back to my parents' story that brought me here to sit down with you today. It really goes back to my grandparents yeah. migrating
1: from the island of, of Puerto Rico small island in the Caribbean. Yeah. Mm. If that had
0: never happened, this
2: would <laughs> <laughs> this never happened.
0: Well, Mocha Latte is a podcast where we like to talk about real-life things and hopefully things that we don't normally get to talk about. So that a lot of times, conversation stays on the surface, and we never dig deep enough to talk about real life. So on this podcast, we've gotten a chance to interview and uh, approach topics that get glossed over or people might get too emotional talking about that they cut cut the conversation short um, but out of relationship uh, comes really good deep conversation so yeah Sehan's
1: name is now legally
2: Andy yes it is Andy Sehun you get
0: it legally changed? yes I did when well, I got my citizenship
2: uh twenty something it was that's like two three years ago oh uh, that's not long ago. yeah it's it wasn't yeah you when you got your citizenship? yeah that's so, I got my citizenship got it. Very is that very, a long process? It's a very long process, okay. a very long process because um my family decided to come to the u s um right after nine eleven happened, so that's when like all the immigration things got a little harsher and a little more stricter oh. um, yeah, so wasn't the greatest timing, but it was, I guess, the perfect timing mm-hmm. for our family. And where's your family from, Sam? Uh, South Korea. Nice. Yes. I that's dreamed so to go nice. there one day. Oh, you should go. Oh, that's fantastic. So will you just, go with us? You,
1: will you go with us?
0: Yeah. If we go? I would go. I would go again. I don't know. Is it, how much does it cost to get
2: to South Korea? Flights, a little over a thousand. Round trip? Round trip. Okay. But then <laughs> what? I'm not looking <laughs> to go one way. I'm going to ferry here. do a round
0: trip?
2: Yeah, but that's usually when you uh, do like a month in advance and in in a very not busy period. Sure. Like not during so the that's summer. like low 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 price is about 1000 yeah. okay. bucks. Off, Off peak. peak. Off Time peak. Off-peak. Yeah. Okay. That's the word. All right. It gives me
1: something to save for. Han, you, you brought us something. What is this over here? Oh, this is this is from a conversation we had a couple of days ago. Right? Yes, yes, yes. So th- your new addition in your home is a, is an air fryer. Air
2: fryer. It's the best thing. So The best thing in the world.
0: Andy Describe the process of air frying some.
2: Andy so did the I most no-
1: Korean thing he could ever do is bring us dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So think? this is air fried. So what the the heat kinda convections around?
2: No? I, ate you've, I eaten, ate. you've eaten too many? All of them okay. before. Mm. Cheers. Clink.
0: <laughs> the rest. mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's good.
1: You know what? I can't tell that that's not fried in
0: oil. So, how is it fried if it's not fried in oil?
2: No idea. Yeah. Okay. It's mystery what,
0: magic. What magic? is to fry? Magic. Hold on a second. I, it involves fat. Some sort of lard product. Let me see. Fry. Fry. To fry something is to submerge it or uh, have highly heated oil fry. come in contact. To too. cook
1: in a pan or in, or on a griddle over direct heat, usually
2: in fat or oil. Usually. So it doesn't usually, say it has yeah. to be. So this is fried. Right. It is correctly used. How about definitely. that? Well, thanks, Andy. What's the filling here? Uh, it's like pork. Pork? Yeah. That's great other vegetables, other things that I do not question about. I just eat.
1: your listeners hear
0: that crunch? That's great. All right, Andy, I'm just going to jump right into this, if we can. Uh, So, Andy, you graduated in... Two thousand eleven from high school? Oh yes, how'd you know that?
1: We did some we did some homework. <laughs> did a little oh, research. Okay. Right? It so, took us a long time to find out when
0: you were gra- when you yeah, graduated. Your Facebook profile really needs to have a little bit more uh, Oh, yeah. Info I, put in I there.
2: hide things. Because yeah. you know, people can do things with your information. That yeah. you don't what do you want mean? From. Well I mean didn't you hear about like what people can do with just your name no, and date of birth? No. no. no, what, no what do you no. mean? What are they, what can they do? I've not like apparently you can like do a lot. All right, Andy. That's why I took down the year, where I
0: worked. Yeah, I had to. I had Doing to. Things, I had to go yeah. back into uh, um, different pictures just to track down a graduation picture.
1: I've just accepted the fact that my identity is stolen already. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't That's know true. how and when it's gonna hit me, and like at mm-hmm. what severity it's yeah. gonna hit me. But I just, I've just already accepted it. So maybe that, maybe in hopes I'll be able to cope with it better when it comes public. Yeah.
0: That's not surprising that all of our identities is in, that's in somebody's hands.
1: I mean, clearly, yeah.
0: our identities are stolen already. Yeah. It's okay. in the interwebs. I'm giving it to everybody. for not, Like, it's... There's so many different organizations that have my information. Mm-hmm. I don't expect them to have this lock-solid security. I would hope gotta, they would, yeah, but... Yeah, you gotta trust do.
1: that all these different places don't get hacked. Yeah. Places... Already have been hacked, you know? You just don't
0: know about it. So, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read down through the Billboard Top 100 of 2011. Ooh, I'll share the 2011? artist with
1: you. 2011? Oh, this is fun. We share, haven't done this in a while. I'll share this?
0: the artist's name with you, and uh-huh. you tell me what track they produced in 2011 that made it to the Billboard Top 10. Mm-hmm. All right?
2: So, these songs right. are the
0: Top 10 of 2011. All right, we're gonna start with number 10. Wait, the artist, you mean? I'm artist. gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say the artist.
2: And you song tell me what song. Mm-hmm.
0: Because you're a music guy. You've been a music guy. Okay, yeah. Probably, yes. Even pop music. All right, yeah. ready? All right, number 10, The Black Eyed Peas. Ooh.
1: 2011? 2011? Mm-hmm. Man, that's hard.
0: You can the say song it. was Just Can't Get Enough.
2: You guys know that, how, one? How does that, that... Yeah, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I remember. Oh, you Remember. Maroon 5. Moves like Jacker. Wow, that was quick. Good Ooh, job. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing that in 2011 uh-huh. when I was yeah. when I was a freshman. Cars, uh, <laughs> car windows down, cruising, cruising down Route 40. Mm-hmm. Wait, you were yeah. a freshman? I
0: thought what it was senior 2011.
2: In college. Oh, yeah, so right on that. Now. All right,
0: Nicki Minaj. Nicki What's up? Super bass.
2: You got it. Yep. CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green. <laughs> Forget you. Forget you. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. That
1: might be the best song ever. That song's just, really good. It's so, it's so good. It came back up on so the radar weird.
0: because Reese has this Kids Bop CD. And they put that on
1: Kids Bop? That's, yeah. funny. Oh, that's funny. Of course, they use the
0: Forget <laughs> You one.
1: Just the premise of the song, it's just so funny and yeah. clever. It yeah. sang well, it's catchy. catchy. Uh,
2: yeah, it Sends has
0: so cr- well. such a good beat. Mm. Uh, Bruno Mars.
2: He has so many. Oh, wow. Uh, Not Out of Heaven. Trasher.
1: I think I want to marry you. Just say I uh, do. Grenade. Ah. Uh, oh, I thought Grenade nice. was older
0: than that. Uh, Pitbull featuring Neo, Afrojack, and Mayer.
1: Do, uh-huh. do you remember that? Oh, yeah. This was huge. This was gigantic. What do you think? Neo? All right, Dante, mm. say which one.
0: It was. Yes. Give me everything. That was right. You (laughs) (laughs) never. Tonight.
1: (laughs) I want all of you tonight. Tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Katy Perry
0: featuring Kanye West. Dark Horse. E.T. Oh. Oh,
1: yeah. Katy
0: Perry's huge hit. Oh, yeah. Another
2: one? Baby, you're a. Firework.
0: There you go. Uh, LMFAO. (laughs) Ah. Party Rock Anthem?
2: Party Rock Rock Anthem. Anthem.
0: Yep. And then. Number one, Billboard the number Top one 100. Song? Number you, one. Do you just want to try to guess it, or do you want me to give you the artist? Give me the artist. Adele. Ah. Rolling
2: 2011. Rolling in, the rolling deep. in, the deep. in deep, yeah. Yep. Is that when it came out? Yeah. Crazy. 2011 dang. was seven years ago. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, it's crazy. I realized that, like, yesterday, that I graduated from high school, like, seven years ago. And oh, man. I was like, Dang. I'm it's old.
1: It's, it's been 14 years for me, Dave.
2: Wow. Dang.
1: Dave. Oh,
2: <laughs> Dave.
0: This Are upcoming spring that? will be my 20-year high school reunion. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 1999.
1: Hey, man, you don't so, look like you're getting ready to go to a 20-year
0: reunion. Still nope. got it, baby. Still got it. <sighs> That's a blessing from the Lord. Yes, it is. Andy, do you want to try to guess the most popular movie from 2011? You, you should. You probably saw it, and you probably, I. When I saw it on opening night, there were tears throughout the whole theater. A number of times. Yeah, the most popular movie of 2011. 2011. Tears. Tears on and off throughout the whole movie. Throughout the whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie. On, on, like multiple occasions in the movie, there was crying happening. Oh. I can give you another clue. Is it an animated movie? Nope, not an animated movie. (laughs) Then what? It's the end of a series. (gasps) Hunger Games? Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, part two.
2: That was 2011? Mm
0: -hmm. That was 2011. There There was crying. But people were crying? I don't think so. Why would people cry?
2: Because Harry.
0: I don't think people uh, were crying. Spoiler alert Harry dies. But he doesn't die. He doesn't die. But they were crying. But people knew about it. They weren't. They read the books. Oh, my goodness. Come on, I, now. It was, the movie theater was filled with these teenagers. I saw it on opening night. All these teenagers were there, like, like Dave, crying. Dave, I saw it, too,
1: cr- in the theaters, and I didn't see
0: anyone crying. No, I didn't. I didn't what theater did you go to? Ronald Mills. Movie Co. I love <laughs> Movie Co. Co. It's, like, Egyptian. Why do theaters feel like they need to... Have like a theme for their theater. A Ronald Mills movie theater is, but I really uh, like that because I Egyptian love, themed movie theater. I love Egyptian culture though. There's like this big Anubis statue out front. I'm like yeah, that yeah. makes me want to see a movie. It's always going to be
1: a lame, stereotypical uh, portrayal though. It's yeah. sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty lame. But you know what I want to get really good at. And Dave, legit, we should. We can probably do this for our youth. Okay. And they would love it. I'm ready. I want to get
2: really good at archery. Ooh, archery like Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, yeah. I, have you ever Have
0: you ever shot a bow and arrow?
2: Yes. Or are you starting from scratch?
1: I've shot a bow in my day, okay. a bow or two
2: in my day, like my- a legit one with like the. Like the plastic thing, like humongous. First the, of all, it's not plastic. You don't, legit <laughs> bone arrows are not made out of plastic. <laughs> <dandy>. <laughs> Steel or
0: something? Just because it's going to at least the be The bone arrow fiberglass. used when you were in high school gym
2: <laughs> class. <laughs> the
0: red <laughs> made out of plastic. The red one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I've shot a couple of
1: those too. From the various camps I've gone to. Mm-hmm.
2: But you mean like the whatever that those like Olympic compound, people, compound, yes, bows. compound bows, those yeah. people use? Um, yeah, I've, I've I've not shot, you know,
1: a legit bow and arrow, but huh. when we went to uh, our winter retreat a few years ago, some students and I shot, did, did some artery, <laughs> some ar- <laughs> artery work, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did some archery, and we, like, had a blast, and we... We started, we had some momentum. We wanted to form a little group and then okay. we never got. But oh, we could get materials for it for the gym. Oh, and yeah.
0: There's enough space there. What's the app? What's the I like, would love it. What is a competitive archery. distance in archery? Do we know? Like 25 yards? 40 yards? 40 yards, okay. I don't know, but mm-hmm. listen, I. My I, fingers aren't tough
1: enough to pull the, the, the string back. I know. What I'd like to do is get good enough to be able to hunt with a bow. Oh. That'd be awesome. I mean,. If I ever get to that point where I'm bagging a deer with yeah. a bow and arrow, like, I, I would feel invincible. Have you ever killed something and then eaten it? Because that's what I want to do. I want to I I skin it. Yeah. You want to be a part of the whole Break process. Break down. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, oh. I mean, at some point, this is all going to fall out from under us, and we're going to have to get our food somehow. Somebody's
0: got to know how to feed us. I've got to provide <laughs> for my family. Mm. <laughs> well, for me, too. could provide for the whole village. So it's always been a dream of mine to kill something and then eat it.
2: And, really? Yeah.
0: Dave, so, it's
1: been a dream of mine, too. We yeah. should do this Do you want in? Do you want in?
2: Uh, if it involves bows and arrows, yes. Okay. It does I involve bows
0: and arrows. So, yeah. I'll tell you my only That's experience being a part of something like this. Yeah. So me and my buddy Chris, we were on this long bike ride. We went from Pittsburgh to D.C. Okay? Four days on the bike. There's two trails that connect Pittsburgh to D.C. The Great Allegheny Passage, which is an old railroad line, that they tore out the railroad and put in a bike path. Mm. And then the other is the C&O Canal. So the Great Allegheny Passage goes from uh, Pittsburgh to Cumberland, and then from Cumberland to D.C. right into Georgetown is the C&O Canal towpath, right? So you can go all the way from Pittsburgh to D.C. without hitting any railroads. How long does it take? It took us four days, but when people, (laughs) like, we would pass people, we would tell them we were doing it that fast, they were like, are you guys even having fun? Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like fun at all. We were like doing long days every day. So there's one day we're biking and we get to this point where it starts to rain. And we're just camping, so we bike and camp on the side of the, the path. I'm like, man, we're gonna have to camp in the rain? Well, we get about 10 miles away from where we were planning on stopping and we start going through this old railroad tunnel. And we stop and we're like, hey, why don't we just set up our tent here in this old railroad tunnel and oh. we'll camp out. We won't have to camp in the rain. That sounds mm. dangerous. And so it was perfect. Like, so we set our bike stuff down and... It wasn't creepy in there? Oh, it was creepy. It was really dark and like the, it was, but was it the wet? other option... Was it wet? wet and dri- no. no, because it was like nice and protected from the rain. It was like the perfect circumstance. So we put our gear down. And we're scoping out, like, where do we want to actually put our tent? And Chris says, Dave, Dave, come over here. And so I walk back further into the tunnel, like, into the darkness where he is. And uh, he has his flashlight, and he points it down. And down on the ground is a a frog about the size of a small book. Like, I wish I could, like, for those of you that are checking this out Hold on, on video, second. like that. What What else would you say, like, Wait. a... Oh, bigger than a, a large French fry. Like a book like this? Yeah, like a book like this, the idea book, um, if you guys want to go look that up online. So the frog is big, okay? and It's this big? The frog is that big. Like wide? Yes. But it's it's, it's, it's three-dimensional. It's, it's so this. So like what,
1: what about the, the height. girth? The it's girth. probably, man,
0: I, I want to...
1: Like make a circle with your hands. Like it, how big is the frog?
0: It's like, it's like this, all right? Oh,
2: so it's that like, tall. Yeah.
0: So those of you that are listening, um, imagine a pounder burger from Fuddruckers. Imagine it's a, like that. If uh-huh. those of you that are listening, like maybe you could equate it to a small purse that a woman might carry—a clutch, mm. a clutch, like a cl- is that clutch. What we're calling them?
1: Because yeah. a purse is a, a purse, purse, like an actual bag. But yeah. you, right. you mean like a clutch? Like you just yeah open it and it's got mm-hmm. like imagine a two makeup some lipstick. Large. Uh, super-sized French fry
0: containers put uh-huh. together. Or well, what about a big, like a Big Mac and a fry? Yeah, Big Mac and a fry. So it's a pretty big frog. And Chris just gives me the, the look that says we're gonna, we're gonna eat this, right? Oh. And so what? I get oh. my pocket knife. You can't eat frog. And I hand it to Chris, and he takes the pocket knife and he stabs the back of the neck of this frog, and he holds it down until the frog stops like twitching. It didn't try to move. Like when no, he like held the frog down, and then he jammed this pocket knife into the back of its neck. Isn't there
1: so, like, isn't there like some sort of poison on fro- on some
2: species of some, frogs? Yeah, some. How but do you know?
0: The smaller the frog, and the more colorful the frog, yeah. the, more, the poisonous? more poisonous it is.
2: But how so do you know? Then
0: we took the frog down to the river that was right next to the tunnel, and he stabbed it. Yeah, and then I cut the legs off because frog legs are a delicacy, right? I mean, I they're, they're, they're good apparently. Yeah, so we so I cut the legs did off. Did you the butcher frog. it properly? Like, did you get all the thigh meat,
1: or yeah. did you just hack the legs? Well, off?
0: the rest of the rest of the frog is completely unusable. So it's very clear what part you should eat and what part you should. So it's just the legs. Just the legs. And then we built a fire, right at the edge of the the tunnel, and we put stones next to the fire and laid these frog legs, on the stone next to the fire and cooked them. And we ate them that night with our, uh, with our ramen. <laughs> our ramen. <laughs> really? Yeah. So that's how I ate something that I killed. But did I didn't you, really Did you put some it. of your, like, did you
1: put some of your ramen seasoning on the, uh, frog? Yeah. What was it?
0: it? Some people said, like, frog, I've heard that frog legs taste like chicken. Yeah, that's what but I But they too. don't. It tastes more like crab. You know, like, how crab oh. is a little bit stringy, a little bit fishy, but it's a little bit, like, hearty too? Yeah. I feel like frog... Meat is similar, except more hearty. Like there's, it's more chickeny, like something to bite into, mm. but stringier than chicken. Okay. But fishy, like crab. So. Really. Yeah. So, that was that was my experience.
1: That's really brave to to eat frog like that, just out in the wild. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. But he's not dead, so not this time. You Good could have choice. something laying dormant in your system. Tape,
0: tapeworm. Mm-hmm. parasite? Could be in there.
2: You so, never know. You,
1: know. you never know until you know.
2: Yeah, you maybe know. that's
0: why I've been losing so much weight. I got a tapeworm.
1: I thought I had a tapeworm, tapeworm one time. For real. <laughs> I thought I did. Because I wasn't getting full. <laughs> turns out I was just hungry. <laughs> turns out you were just 16. <laughs> right. I was in uh, acting school and uh, I had this little hot plate griddle. Oh my goodness. And uh, I was like, I, think I had gone a few days. I'm like, every time I eat, I'm not full. Uh So I was like, all right, I'm going to test this thing. So I had like, we would buy buy stuff just kind of that I could just cook really easily. So I had all these hamburger buns and all these frozen burgers. So I fired that hot plate up, and I cooked like four or five patties, just sizzled them up, and then bunned them all, and then I ate all of them. All four. All of them? In one sitting, and I don't—I wasn't full. See,
0: that's the crazy We're thing full. about being like like t- late teens, early twenties. I don't know what you it was. You can eat constantly, and just not get full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember there was this like rites of passage in the Heiliger household where you would have to eat a full loaf of French toast. <laughs> so you just eat a, just a full a full loaf. What? And you you be able to do it like when you're when you're a teenager you can eat <laughs> anything, so you'd have to do it. Have to. It's a right of passage. Yeah. If you don't, then you're not really a highlander. Gur- oh, man.
1: that sounds good yeah. though. French toast is my favorite breakfast food. Yeah, I can believe it. Andy, you what's the, what's the weirdest thing you ate?
2: Weirdest. weirdest you ever eat weirdest? frog? I had frog before, but I don't know if that's the weirdest thing that I ate. Mm-hmm. There's a Korean cuisine where you. There's, like, a live, like, octopus kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa, and you pour, like, hot soy sauce on it,
2: and then it it wigs out? Sesame sauce on it. Sesame oil? You know about that? Sesame oil. Mm -hmm. And you just, like, cut up its legs (laughs) (laughs) while it's still alive. Yeah. Awesome. And it, like, even if you cut it, it still moves. So you just eat it, and you kill it. Is it moving, like, in your mouth as you're chewing? And it kind of, like, Sucks onto the side of your... Uh, of your mouth. Of your mouth. That's awesome. It's, it's I, a
1: full sensory experience. Yeah.
2: yeah. I kind of like it. hmm I would do it again. I would do it again.
0: Yeah. It's pretty good.
2: It's pretty good. Are there is it, is it like here, he, here yeah, that do in that? this area that do something like that? I'm not so sure. Okay. Not so sure. What's, what did it taste like? Was it good? Did it taste it's like, not on the menu, but you know you yes, can order anyway. like it anyway. It's a secret menu. Uh But it tasted, it doesn't taste like much. Like, the taste of it is, the main taste is the sesame oil, I think. Okay. But it's the feeling of just chewing something that chewy. Yeah. And making sure that you don't die (laughs) in the process of eating something. Where eating is an adventure, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Some person actually died from eating, like, the whole thing. Yeah. Apparently it got what stuck in his, like, oh. in his throat. And then he just couldn't breathe. So he died. Wow. <laughs> like he ate more than one leg? He just ate the whole,
0: like, the whole thing. Yeah. Like the whole octopus or you whatever. You got to chew thing. it to make sure it's not going to...
1: But even when you, like, cut it, it it's, still, it's still moving.
2: Yeah. yeah. You have to make sure it's, like, firmly dead. dead. Yeah. Firmly dead. That's from porn awesome. apart by your teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten, Dante?
0: Oh, man. I had...
1: This restaurant in Kenya. I had bull testicle.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm.
1: How was that? And you've always heard... You, you always hear about people eating testicles, right? Like... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, ta- you hear about that all the time. You know, all the travel channel shows you watch and things you see, people eating balls all the time, right? But, so I thought, oh, it's just, it's more of a mental thing to get over, right? Mm. Like, it's just, it's going to taste like, just like, it's going to taste like meat, you know?
0: Okay. Did it taste like And meat? so.
1: So how did, how did you come to uh, order this? I didn't. And we were at this place where, it this, we are at this place called Carnivore, and they cook of course <laughs> they cook they cook all this food over like open open like holes and they you have this like flag on your table, and with the flag is up, they bring the skewers of the different meats by of just whatever yeah oh. and so that was one of the meats they had these 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 nuts that they would bring by and uh describe the size uh, if, if we are, yeah it was like describe the size like, of a like the um it look like, like a walnut. Circumference of a quarter. Oh, that's small. Kind man. of. Uh-huh. Relatively that's small. small.
0: That's pretty small. But, like... Bowl? Yeah. Imagine a bull than... having, like, some big cojones. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But Maybe yeah, sh- you, you don't know how, like, they, things yeah. get mangled up and... Sure. Who knows the size of mm-hmm. this thing, you know? Yeah. There's no telling, mm. you know, what the bull was doing before it got killed. Sure. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: All the different factors that
1: might play into it's so how many variables, variables that, yeah. so much unknown. But I don't know. It was like you know, and uh, I thought you know. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fine, right? It's, it's cooked on an open flame, like it's gonna have that smoky, nice. And so,
0: um, were you the only one trying it at this point, or did you no, guys do like a one, two, three? Like had to have been a little bit of production. no. I was
1: with Jared, and he was just oh. tearing through. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like a carnivore. Uh, so, you know, I you know, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm working on this piece of rib and then I'm like, all right, I'll get to that. And so I I um s- slice a little piece off and then start eating it and it is nasty. Oh. Is it because you thought
0: it was a testicle? No. no it, it was just legit nasty. Legit. There's it no was, uh, greater act of dominance that you could have done to that bull in that moment than what you just did. Or there's no act of
1: more of a I don't even know how to like more of a weak and stupid thing to do what because the bull
0: said as my final act before I leave this earth I'm gonna put my balls in your mouth (laughs) the
1: bull's looking down at me from bull heaven he's like hey how my balls taste you know he's like what'd you say oh I couldn't understand you with my balls in your mouth like it was just really inappropriate (laughs)
2: Okay. Yeah, like that's how
1: I took it. I didn't take okay. it as like, ooh, I gotcha. I killed you and ate you. Like it was like oh. I got your balls in my mouth. <laughs> but it was uh it was I had gotten past that. I'm, I cause I thought like that's just people being dumb. Like it's it's meat mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And uh no it wasn't. It was nasty. It was um it was like it was like soft. It
0: didn't have no more descriptors uh, didn't have much texture.
1: Uh, it was gamey,
0: uh, oh. <laughs> okay.
1: and so I, I, I just i spit it out I was yeah. like i can't couldn't do i it. can't
0: yeah I'm not, swall- I'm, not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting through this thing, you know. Oh, boy. So the weirdest thing I've ever... That's the weirdest yeah. thing I, I think. So the weirdest thing I ever ate was when I was in Bulgaria, <laughs> and I was, uh, we were traveling through a small town, and we stopped at this restaurant, and we were asking what the different things on the menu was, and we got to one thing, and we're like, what's this? And they said, that's sheep brain. Oh. And we said, well, we have to order it. When, when else in life are we, are we going to be in a place where that's on the menu? Mm-hmm. So we ordered one portion <laughs> worth and each kind of took a different taste so
1: was it creamy
0: it was, was it like uh, have you ever had jello salad where it's like
1: <laughs> what, where it's what, like white people
0: eat this it's like it's <laughs> jello with some sort of whipped cream put in there and then it has like chunks of of fruit in it oh like like right. like in fruit cups like jello cups with fruit in it no it's it's it really it's like what we bring to potlucks and stuff no, they no. don't. They don't do that at black hookouts. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just like that.
2: <laughs> <Did
0: it? laughs> Come to Fourth of July, I'll show. <laughs> Was it like ambrosia? I don't even know what that means. What's that?
1: That's a white people thing.
0: Oh. ambrosia salad. classy. Yeah. So it was. It wasn't good, but it was <laughs> worth it to be able to say we we did. It.
1: They it also. We good. also had ostrich. Are, <gasps> ostrich is a red meat bird. That's awesome. Really? Yeah, it's a red meat bird so it tastes kind of like steak a little bit. That's cool. Thank it was
0: really good, huh. ostrich. You had, in, had it in Kenya? Mm-hmm, mm. it was good. It's tender, tender is all get out. The cool thing about living in this area is even though like we're in the States, there's like a lot of cultural influences in yeah, this area. Yeah, that's what
1: I was telling people in Kenya. Yeah. I was like, so
0: I actually like really like where I live. You can eat food from all over the world just mm-hmm. being here, especially like Columbia, Howard County, yeah. There are people from all over the world that, like, make this place.
1: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I go to places in Little Korea, in Ellicott City. Yeah. Did and, you-, you know, the menu's not in English. It's like you got to mm-hmm. point at stuff. Mm-hmm. And That's awesome. You get to experience that, you know?
0: I like it. So, Andy, you, your family is here in the States, but you weren't born here in the States. That's correct. So right. Tell us a little bit about that experience for you. You said it's 2001, you're nine years old? Yeah, eight. Eight years old. Almost nine. And you leave everything you know about home, and you come to this new place, Howard
2: County, Maryland. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you? Well, it was pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting because um, I feel like Korea has this, like, image of the U.S. being, like... A good country like a great country to go to um, so I was really excited but then I was I guess like being so young it helps because you're kind of open to new experiences and being in this area itself is pretty good too because there are a lot of Koreans here and everyone is ready to embrace your culture because it's already been embraced um, you're not starting from from scratch. Yeah, you're not, you know, you're not, not the such first an outsider. One. Yeah, you're not the pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had Korean people who I could just like talk to in Korean if I didn't know what was going on. But it was pretty weird because I didn't know anything. Like I knew up to like A, B, C, D, E. Yeah, that's the you all, know, that's the extent so you of didn't, English. You didn't have like, English prep before you got here. Mm-mm. We oh. learn we learned English in Korea. That. Yeah, but um, you start learning it in a third grade. I, I meant, like, in my era, we started learning it in third grade, and the two words I knew were high and ruler, and I don't know why I knew <laughs> third and <ruler. laughs> <Random word. laughs> And then, you know, the first five le- letters of the alphabet, and that's about it. Wow. Because yeah. you were in second grade. I was a... I you... almost finished third grade before I came here because oh. it starts in the spring, ends in the winter. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Korea. So, hmm. yeah.
0: So were there a lot of helps in this area to help, like, this uh, new-to-this-country, nine-year-old kid um, in school? and like, Or did you guys, did your parents homeschool? you Like, how did you make that big shift from being in a... Korean environment to now this American
2: uh, environment Um, so how my family itself got connected in the community was through church actually Um, we actually never went to church in Korea Um, so that's how a lot of Koreans kind of get into the community knowing how to like you know, go through the ropes, doing, like, filing for um, the visas and getting your your green card and citizenship and getting settled, like, job opportunities. That's how you get, like, settled down. Mm -hmm. That was our family's way of getting settled down, was through going to church. Um, And at the church, I made friends who could speak Korean, but they couldn't speak it fluently. So it was kind of like, my job to learn English as fast as possible so I could communicate with everybody efficiently so yeah um but when you're nine years old you kind of don't really remember how you learn English it just happens Mm -hmm. so I think I came at a good time that's awesome but yeah but the church thing that it you know quite work out it, we had some troubles in, at the church so really uh, yeah like your family did or you did, like what's what do you mean oh I don't know if I should, <laughs> we, this, don't know. Going to. we don't know what church it was yeah. yeah you don't know what church it was but um they like you can talk in generalities at first generalities they recommended us to like a a lawyer who was um you know to help uh, with the immigration process yeah Okay. It was a fraud, apparently, or just took our money or something oh, like that. Man. And we didn't go to, like, a New Year's thing, and they <laughs> slashed our tires. The, the, ch- the church I, or the lawyer? So, okay, we don't, t- we don't know for sure, yeah. but we lived in an apartment complex where um, there was my family and another family who we went to the same church, and... Um, we both decided not to go to this New Year thing, oh, yeah. and then, like two days later, our tires got slashed. Both families, both families. Oh my goodness, that's intense. <laughs> so we just don't. What
0: kind of New Year's Eve party is this?
2: Um, it was like a service kind of thing, and I was like, okay, they take it really serious. Yeah. Well, apparently, and wow. I don't know. Message don't... received. Yeah, I think that was like the. I have no yeah. idea, but that's what happened. Wow. So after that, we went to another church that my grandma recommended, and we stayed there for quite a bit, and then I came here to, Maybe bridge way to the Bridgeway. Way. Okay. Does the rest Where of your family come
1: here too, or just
2: you? Uh, Just me. My sister used to come here, um, but she wanted a smaller church because she wanted to, you know, have more... Big churches in not for everyone. Yeah. Sometimes hard
1: for people to get plugged in.
2: Yeah. She didn't getting plugged in here, and she wanted, she likes the Korean culture, the Korean community a lot, mm-hmm. so she went back to a Korean community church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And my parents just never come here, unless I sing. Yeah. Well, you sing pretty often, so, they, yeah. <laughs> so they're here two times a month. Yeah, right.
1: Andy is a gifted singer, oh, yeah, but we were talking earlier, before we officially started this thing, and your dream job is to earn a living singing
0: yeah right? yeah that's the dream trap. that's awesome so when you think about like the life of uh of a person who uproots their life and comes here and the challenges they face mm-hmm. in this area what kind of things do you think the general public doesn't understand about that life or doesn't understand about the challenges that a family faces as they immigrate into this country?
2: Hmm. Mm, Just the fact that my parents don't speak English doesn't mean that they're incompetent. Hmm. I think that's a big stereotype. Um, They came here and a lot of the Korean people in this community don't speak English very well because they have ways to, you know, get through their day, make money without speaking much of ang- like much like English, a lot of English, and um, and just so everybody knows, the stat
0: in Ellicott City is twenty four percent of the population in Ellicott City is Korean, really? is Asian. Sorry, oh. is Asian. Yeah, and then a significant part of that is Korean
2: specific. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, so you can stay insulated. Mm hmm. Um. So yeah, but. Also, that creates a big problem sometimes within the family, though. Um, When they have to get stuff done to, like, you know, insurance companies or, like, paying bills or having problems with bills or anything like that, um, they have to rely on other people. and And that list of people, the first... Prior, like the first one on their list is usually their children. And it took me a really long time to realize um, how hard it is for them to ask their children, who they're supposed to like lead and protect, mm-hmm. um, to do stuff for them because they can't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like a big, like hurtful, like, place of pain in their hearts and there probably aren't too many places where they can express that either no it was like until until recently my dad has my dad hasn't opened up to me about that until like recently and before that I would just like go at it to my dad and my mom just being like why can't you speak English why can't you like why are you making me do this why don't you do it yourself kind of a thing but then the thing is language is something that you don't pick up very naturally after like a certain time the older you get the harder it is to learn a language so yeah it's a it's something that I kind of it when I look back it always brings me kind of a, like, a pain, like, that I said that to them, that I, yeah, made them even hurt more than they already did.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. I think we think our parents are invincible sometimes, like, they don't,
2: like, we can't really hurt them. Yeah. And I thought that a lot. Like, I learned in psychology where, like, you don't see your parents as humans until you get older, and you really realize it. And I didn't realize it until, like, college, that they actually feel invulnerable sometimes. And -hmm. they feel pain. And they feel all these emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time. It really took me a really long time. And I'm a little, like, I sh- I, I'm i a little ashamed of that. I feel like I should have known that a little better, a little faster, a little mm-hmm. quicker. Your
1: sister is older than you? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think a lot of the burden of responsibility of being that that conduit of helping your parents out with the things that they needed... Did most of that burden fall on you or your sister who oh, was my older? My sister. <laughs> she got more of it because she's she older.
2: Heck a lot of it. Yeah. She got most of it. She got like 90, like 95% of everything that <laughs> my sister is. Yeah, I, I know that she, she went through it even worse than I did. And, mm-hmm. um, but now she understands. And is she that something really you heart. and her have talked about at all? We actually don't talk about it much yeah. about that uh-huh. because we kind of know now, now like now it. now we get it yeah now we get it, and now we're just like we should just do it, and my sister really helps out with my dad with his uh um, a lot like mm-hmm. doing a lot of the back things while she's away at college or she's in grad school yeah hmm. so
1: so you, so you have this the situation at home where you're mm-hmm. having to be that, you know, ambassador for your parents in many different areas and things. Um, but then you kind of hold that up against your experience that you're having at school and in the community. You Now you're in another country speaking a different language. Um, how was your childhood into adult? How has your, how has your life been since moving here? Um, with being immersed in this foreign country, this new country now that is your own, mm-hmm. as you are a citizen now, how are you received by Americans, and, you know, what were some of the either challenges or, or were, were things great growing up where you grew up?
2: Um, I feel like where I grew up, I never, like, I know that, like, I talked to, like, my friends about this, about, like, racial things before. Um... I asked one of my closest friends, like, if they feel like they need to know that they they need to like think that remind themselves that or no. If external activities remind them that they are a certain race. And I have mm-hmm. a friend who's black and he's like, Yes, every day. Mm-hmm. I get reminded that I'm black every day. But when I was growing up, I didn't get reminded of me being Asian every day. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I'm Asian. I'm supposed to do this. It was just like, I am Andy Shin. Say Shin. And this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. And I was n- like, I was blessed to be in a community where different cultures were embraced. And not too much of, like, I guess, ignorance was kind of, like, shown very outwardly. Mm -hmm. I know that there are a lot of ignorances internally, but, like, it's very discouraged. It was very discouraged at the time to express it. And... Maybe they were expressed, I just didn't realize it. But, like, I grew up... Yeah, it was just... I felt like I was just a normal high schooler, and I identified myself as a musician, and that's that was my core mm-hmm. identity when I was yeah. growing up. Yeah, so it was pretty fun. I, I had a good time growing up. So...
0: What does it mean to you to be... what? Well, how would you identify... Um, Racially or ethnically, what what would you what would you call yourself?
2: How would you identify yourself? I would Culturally say I'm. A or Co- ethnic? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I would say I'm a Korean American. Korean American. I'm a Korean American. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and a what does that mean to you? Um, being a Korean American is uh, just having, I guess, juggling between two cultures. I think that's the. That's how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Like I have this Korean culture that I have at home, and then I have this American culture that I have outside, mm. and I just struggle between those two. I balance things between those two. It's like a you know, constant up down between. it's like a little scale, uh-huh. You can be more Korean someday. It can be more American some, some days in different <laughs> ways. Uh-huh. And, yeah that's how I think of it
0: yeah it's just yeah and I correct me if I'm wrong but the Korean community would you say it has a hard time letting go of the next generation as they become more American and maybe let go of some of the Korean uh homeland tradition or culture I where's that tension does that even
2: make sense that question yeah makes yeah sense? that makes sense I okay. think yeah I think for parents, it is always painful for them to see that their children is becoming more and more American every day. Like not in a way where it's like, or you're like just, an Ameri- you're just an American kind of thing. It's like if they see that they become American and kind of let go of the Korean ways not learning the Korean language not learning the cultures not communicating with their elders I think that is like a point of you know like pain and regret from the parents point of view Mm -hmm. I think but it's I think it's very different depending on the person and depending on the family but Mm -hmm. I think it generally it is like they want their children to be you know they want them to have the Korean culture within them.
0: Because it's so important to them, right? Yeah. Like there's, it's not just, oh, this is what life was like back home for us. It's like their internal core identity. Mm-hmm. So I can see how it'd be hard to see that slip away in the next generation.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like because a lot of the Korean community come here for their children, instead of themselves. Um, My parents came here because of our education, my sister and I, Um, my education. Um, So, yeah, like a lot of the world, their world revolves around their children and raising them correctly, making sure that they are well taken care of and they grow up to be the best that they can be. Um, And I think that also includes like appreciate appreciating the Korean culture and being like like having, you know, some contact with the culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when I speak Korean to like the older generation that are here, they're always like, Oh, I'm so glad that you're speaking Korean and yeah. you can speak Korean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it yeah, I think whenever I think of you know, people from other countries, my wife is from the Philippines, so, um, I have just a huge love and and admiration for the the just influences of other places that, it can bring so many amazing um, influences here, to the states so like when you think about American culture it's like what is American culture American culture is a mixture of other cultures and that's kind of what makes it beautiful this, this tapestry of different walks of life and from different places and I think whenever I think of you know whenever I think of people that come from other countries you know my, I would hope that America is communicating this idea that we don't want you to come here to, to be uniform with everything. Mm-hmm. We don't want uniformity. We want unity, but not uniformity. Like, we want you to come. I want people from other countries to come here and continue to be 100% of who they are and whatever their practices and traditions are. Let's keep those traditions, you know? Let's, let's keep all those things. And, and introduce it to more people that we can see, you know, all of these uh, amazing cultural practices and influences for what they are, and uh, and just admire the, their beauty, and the history of it. You know, I'm a lover. I'm a lover of that, and I, you know, I crave that. So when I meet somebody um, that's not from here, I'm always like so eager to learn about where they're from, and you know what they eat, and how they prepare food, and like just things like that. I, I love talking about that kind of stuff and learning about it, you know?
0: Yeah, and it's it's not an easy story on the part of that family to uproot and to move here and to wrestle with that holding on of their culture and also being influenced by the culture that's here and what that does to parents and kids and the family unit and the wider community. Mm-hmm. And all of that struggle is there. And I feel like I get to... Have so many benefits from it, but I don't benefit from it without the knowledge that there's a story behind it, mm-hmm. right? And I think too often people like latch onto the benefits of having the the ethnic experience at the local uh, restaurant or um, the cultural celebration or whatever that's happening. They get to see or experience. And never take the time to get connected to a person who has has been a part of the process of bringing that here. Because it makes it more rich to hear your story and to hear
2: a family behind it. Yeah. But I think there's also, like... The reason why people kind of let go of the traditions is because... Um, I don't think I would ever speaking from just my own experience I don't think I would be ever seen as a pure American like as an American an American citizen um because I'm so in touch with my Korean culture and I feel like there is also that like a little connotation like I I don't know like a little I don't know what that word is. Uh, you mean like you're,
1: you're, you're inextricably connected to Korea? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? So like it doesn't matter if you were actually born here and raised here. Mm-hmm. Other people would still look at you as a Korean? Is that
2: yeah, what I you're trying to so. say? Yeah, so. Yeah. Like people will always see your face, your name, your last name. And be like, hey, you're not American. Mm-hmm. What's your real name? Hey, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Like, like I get that it's, an, there is an appreciation component to that. But there's also like, hey, you're different from us. Mm-hmm. You're very different. You're not one of us. Mm-hmm. And that, that balance between the two, I think it's, um, like, when you have a conversation, that balance can get off like that
1: mm-hmm.
2: like you can make them feel like an outsider mm. or you can make them feel like they are an insider with a different perspective yeah and that because that's such a like a such a struggle to have in a conversation in a relationship or in anything in a society it's yeah so a lot of kids just kind of let go of that hmm. like tradition so that they can fit in. The balance is delicate. The balance is delicate.
1: Thank you for saying that, because I feel like that's that's something that I've been learning and needing to learn more of is the, the the sensitivity towards approaching, getting to know someone. That is, I'm not even really speaking of someone from another country or not, because you don't know. You don't know at just looking at someone, where they're from. Um, but it's, it's made me understand that there are some, there could be some cultural differences that, you know, in my zealousness and eagerness to learn about someone and their culture can, from my perspective, come off as loving and accepting. Um, I could be crossing some cultural lines that. Is not appreciated on the other end. Um, I met a young woman here, and when I first met her, I said, "Hey, who are you? What's your story? I want to, I want to, I want to know about you," you know. And she was taken aback by it and caught off guard and very shy. And um, and we're good friends now. And she always jokes with me about that moment she's like that was kind of rude of you Hmm. and i had no idea i was thinking i want to i want to know people i want to know you i want to know your story and to her she's like we don't do that like that was that's really really bold and like i would never do that to someone else like we don't do that and so that that that's actually a little rude of you and i was like oh i need to watch i need to watch how i come across because in my mind, it could be coming as genuine and, like, I want to I love you. I want to know you. I'm curious. <laughs> I want to celebrate. Yeah, but to them, it could be, like, interrogation. a little jolty. Yeah. yeah. So that's been a learning for me, and I appreciate you saying that.
0: So what's, what's a good tip, then, you know? like So for people who are who don't want to walk on eggshells, right, but they also don't want to... Be a bull in a china shop. Sorry, bull. <laughs> we can't say the word. That but, bull's like, yeah, yeah. Bull. yeah. No, that was a good analogy. <laughs> so we don't also don't want to be, a, like, just completely uh, bulldoze people. So how, what's, like, a takeaway that somebody could have as they're trying to not isolate and highlight the differences, but also honor and be curious
2: Hmm. I think I can't say like hey here's a good tip for everybody (laughs) here's a good tip for me yeah that's great like if I was approached like um, I don't like I don't like it when people come up to me and say hi my name is blank and I say hey my name is blank and then they just like have a little bit of conversation, and then they get to the race or, or the ethnicity. Hey, ah. where are you from? I'm like, Ugh, we're doing this again. Yeah, we're doing this again. And I'm just like trying to make like myself look le- like more American, but I mm. have to admit that I'm Korean. Yeah. there's like this, like this. I like I have to go through this balance of like, hey, I am Korean American. Mm-hmm. But I am still an American. Like that balance. Like I have to go through that. Yeah. So, so I guess it, just leave patience. it out of the first conversation. I would leave it out of the first conversation. Leave it out of the second conversation. I Maybe would, even the third conversation. Like, get to know the person. Get yeah. to know that individual. Those things will for reveal themselves, themselves
0: right? Like, yes. They'll just, they'll like,
2: be it's obvious that they're Asian if they look Asian. <laughs> Hello. Right. If Hello, they're I'm not, Asian. Right, If they're
0: not born there, then their parents probably are, or their grandparents. Yes. Okay. You can just assume one of the past three generations was born in an Asian country. <laughs>
2: yes. Like, you will like, find out more later. You'll find out. Like you, like I'm not a game where you're just like. Ah. Are you Korean? <laughs> no, you're Japanese. <laughs> no, 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 you're Chinese. I'm just like I I went through this two yesterday actually when I got my eyes checked. And my like my eye doctor was like, "Oh, I don't want to get offensive." But, are you are you Korean American? And I'm like, "Yes." And he's like laying all these like things like, "Oh, nobody can rock a leather Backpack, except for Koreans, <laughs> they're so fashionable. Oh, oh if you goodness. were coming in, he's right, like, though. And you are fashionable. You? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but he was like, Oh, if you came in in like an anime suit, I would assume that you're Japanese. And I'm just like, Oh like, man, see, in his mind, he thought he's he was connecting. relating, yeah. right? Yeah. He
1: thought. <laughs> He's being complimentary, yeah. and oh boy,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, it was a compliment, yes, compliment, in a, in a yes. Yeah. But for the most part, for the most part, but what? Like, but it, it was uninformed
0: or ignorant, whichever one you want to like. It, it was it was without it was without like a solid foundation of knowledge, and it was like isolating. You I don't or, know about
2: uninformed. I think it was insensitive. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like people who want to... Like, they want to get to know you. They want to get to know the culture. And he was talking about food. And where's the best Korean restaurant? But he wasn't being sensitive to Andy shit as an individual. Hmm. I think that's Mm -hmm. how I perceive it. It's like, oh, I get... I, You know, thank you so much for, you know, taking interest in Korean food. And going there, making the Korean-American market so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, but. putting your money into their wallets and stuff like that. Mm. But me, as an individual, I feel like you are not being sensitive to. Mm. I think it's, instead of, yeah, instead of like... I don't think they were uninformed about the culture. I think they were just not being sensitive and I guess uninformed about the relational part mm.
1: mm-hmm.
2: of the situation. That's a great that's a great word.
1: Alright, before we get out of here, some speed around questions and then and then we'll uh, we'll send you home, Sahan. Alright. Alright, you ready? Okay. Uh, here we go. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Oh. That's a surprise. Nice. Coffee or tea? Tea. I don't think. Um. What is this? Okay, are you a night owl or a morning person? Nights, definitely. Pancakes or toast?
2: Pancakes.
1: French toast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Drama or comedy? Uh, comedy.
2: Okay. Good and
1: ones. last question. It's not a comparison, but. When's the last time you cried, and for what reason?
2: I cried. I think today. Today. Today, I had like a tear drop.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was watching. <laughs> I was watching Sister Act. <laughs> <laughs> Part one. Part one. Uh, <laughs> <and> I shed <laughs> a tear watching Whoopi Goldberg. What we'll part What's us <laughs> leading her first song with the choir. Oh. I I was like, Oh, she's having so much fun. What a I wish perfect I could do that way to kind of end. A thing. This episode.
0: First <laughs> episode of season two of Mocha it. Latte. Uh,
2: Andy, uh, thank you. Two.
0: Thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing your story and your heart. We yes. care about you and value you as a friend and are just so thankful that other people could get a peek into your life
2: you for having me. It was so much fun. I loved
0: it. Do it, Dave. Adios.